Okay, so first of all, this morning's uh, breakfast is being sponsored. Let me just get the let me get the nusach right. By the Kameh as a thank you, Hashem, and Mazdaf to uh, Mr. Mr. Ruvain and Chani Mazdaf, with the baby girl. They should be zaycha. Have a lot of nachas from her, and uh, from the rest of the children. All kiel, all kaiyus. We only see semcha and nachas and bracha. I believe die. All right, so uh, continuing uh, from last week a little bit. So. Inyan Inyan by Inyan. So we, we were in the in the in Sefer Yeshu, We were talking about the uh, the sugya, the story of um, the the um, the that was made by Har Grizim and Har Evil. And so we saw again, just to get back into the swing of things, what we saw was that that was an Inyan of the Jewish people sort of accepting upon themselves the responsibility and the shlichus of being what's called an Orla Gaima, a light to the nations, of uh, influencing the nations of the world, not to necessarily be Megayer them, but as Goyim, that they should uh, keep Shad Mitzvah Vnei Noyach, and they should be connected to Amunas Yisrael, and so on. So we use that as sort of a launching pad. We'll talk about the Indian of the Shad Mitzvah Vnei Noyach, what the, what the Pneumistic obligation is by the Goyim, and, and in, a, in a larger sense, what exactly is their purpose in the world? What, how, do they, how, do we, how do we, you know, where are they placed in the bigger picture of the Tachlis Abriya? That's what the... That's what we started with last week. Now, just to remind ourselves a little bit of what we spoke about last week, some of the basic questions. What we saw last week was a number of uh, interesting points in the Rambam. What we saw is like this. We saw from the Rambam that, that despite the fact that every guy already from just, you know, being born, they're obligated in the Shev Mitzvah B'nai Noyach, that we saw from the Rambam, Nevertheless, the Rambam was Machadish, or this is how he interpreted it from Chazal, that there is a Madrega that's called a Gertaisha. So you have an average guy, which is Chayav and Shemes, is certainly, but then, and then you have obviously a person that's Megayer, and he's a full fledged Jew. But you do have this middle Madrega that's called a Gertaisha. What's a Gertaisha? A Gertaisha is, is a guy that comes to a Bezin of the Jewish people and accepts upon himself to keep the Shemes, which he already is obligated in, but he, begins, he accepts to keep them. Because, and, and, and with the following addition, or the following framework, that I accept upon myself to keep the Shev Mitzvahs that the Rabbani Shalom told Noyach and Adam and so on that the Goyim have to keep, but I believe in that tradition that Noyach was told that, and these are my obligations, because that's what it says in the Torah of Meishavim. So by I'm, so I'm keeping the Shev Mitzvahs in Noyach, as they're commanded to Noyach, but my belief in that tradition is because that's what Moshe Rabbeinu said in Arsinai, that the Goyim have these mitzvahs as was told to Noyach. And when a, when a Goy accepts upon himself those Shev mitzvahs from, and, with, with, by, by, uh, by accepting that tradition because it was told by Moshe, that's called a Ger Said the Rambam, and because of that, once a, a, a Goy becomes a Ger then when he keeps Shev mitzvahs Noyach, he now is a Chelek of That's what he saw from the Rambam. <coughs> and so... The kids are one of the basic questions that we were dealing with, that at least we started to deal with last week, was that what is this Indian? I mean, Mimano Shach, he's keeping them, the guy's keeping them ultimately because this was the commandments that were given to Adam and Nayak and to all the guy. He's not keeping them because, because, it says, because it says in Chumash to do these things. But, he's, he's, but the tradition, the belief that he has in connecting himself to the Nervu of Nayak and so on is because that's what Moshe said. So what's this in between Madrig? I mean, like, He's keeping it because of Nayach, or he's becoming a Yid. He's not. He's somewhere between a Ger So what is this Inyan of the Shev Mitzvah being accepted through the lens of Moshe Rabbeinu? 
And also another question we saw was that the Rambam says again, a ger toishav has a chelik and haba by keeping shav mitzvahs v'nei The problem was that we saw the Rambam in Hilchus Tshuva says openly that olam haba is only for yidin, not for guy. So what, is it, what does it mean? How could a guy, he's a ger toishav is a guy. So how could a guy have a chelik and olam haba? The Rambam himself says olam haba is only for yidin. So those were some of the questions. He had other questions too, but the kids are those were the, uh, the issues that we were dealing with. So what did we say last week? <coughs> so last week we, we established, we saw from a footner and others, that to understand the, 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 the bedrock of what Shev Mitzvah Zenoich are fundamentally based on. So what we saw was, is that when, you, when, you, when we think about the Shev Mitzvah Zenoich, they're not just, we, it, it will be incorrect to think of them as just like seven individual commandments. Okay, so, you know, God, they can't steal, they can't steal, they can't kill, they can't uh, curse Hashem, they can't eat Eber Menachai. It's just random things. The rest of your life, just go about your regular, your regular day, but just avoid those things. What we saw from Rav Hudner is that it's much deeper than that. The Shev Mitzvah Neinayach, yes, they are seven individual mitzvahs and seven individual uh, prohibitions. But, but what, that, what those Shev Mitzvah Neinayach are trying to create a framework which is trying to give over the following message, which is that you have a tachlis. You're created for a purpose, and you're not here just to, just to exist. You're here to bring out your kaychas. You're here to improve the world around you, and you're here to, to produce. Within that framework, so, to, to, so, so, and the Shev Mitzvah Zvenenach are then presented to the Goyim, that I want you to produce, and I want you to accomplish, I want you to live a fruitful, productive uh, 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 goal-oriented, tachlis-oriented life within this framework. So your goals in life should not lead to murder or to stealing or to all these things. So those are limitations that are being placed on them to guide them in their general mission, which is to accomplish. And so this is why Rav Hutner said that when the, when the Mabel, when the, the, the Rav Hashem brought the Mabel, which was because the guy were not keeping Shevim Mitzvah it wasn't just a punishment. The Rabbani Shalom said, I regret creating them. Because the Shemitz Vineinayach, them, them abusing the Shemitz Vineinayach, wasn't just abusing those individual commandments. They, were, they, were, they, 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 were, they weren't accepting living a life of purpose. And that's what the, the generation of the Mabel was. They were just living passively, just enjoying life, without feeling compelled to produce anything, or to bring out something, or to accomplish, to make the world around them better, to, to create progress in society. It was none of that. Even Nayach himself, we didn't speak about this, but Nayach himself, why is he called Nayach? So it's interesting, right? So the passage says, Yenachemenu. So it's different interpretations of what Yenachemenu means. He'll give us comfort, or he'll give us some menucha, right? So why is Rashi says from Chazal that Nayach created a plow, right? He was one to create a plow to allow help, you know, to help people, uh, you know, plow the fields and so on. It's such an interesting thing. Like that's what Nayach is. Nayach, you would think the name of a person always is a hint to his Iker Shlichus in the world. The Iker Shlichus of Noyach was to make a plow? The Iker Shlichus of Noyach is to, is to go through the marble and to repopulate the world. The answer is, yeah, but the, that's in Chitzanias. In Chitzanias, yeah, the world was destroyed, and Noyach comes and he survives, and he reproduces, and he, you know, he begins to populate the world again. But in Pneumius, there was a much deeper story that's going on. In Pneumius, the world behind the scenes of the marble was a society that was not interested in producing anything. They weren't, they weren't driven by a task, by purposefulness, by, 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 by being driven with, with a sense of responsibility for anything. Noach's survival of the Mabel and repopulating the world isn't just that he repopulates the world. He repopulates the world with this sense of what? Of purpose, of tachlis, of achrayis, of responsibility, of 
of seeing, seeing something broken, seeing something not working, and being compelled to fix it. So Anoyach looks around, and how did, that, how did that express itself? Uh, even the most basic thing of making a plow. Why do you make a plow? Because he was the most brilliant person in the generation. I mean, I'm sure he was very smart. But Mustama, the reason why he made a plow is because he's, everyone saw a problem. You're plowing with your fingers. But no one had the thought of like, let me, okay, so let me try to improve it. Animals don't try to improve things. They're a chlal, the matzah that they're in, that's the matzah that they're in. But the, 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 the chachma of Noyach was what? Is that he embraced fully the, the framework of the Shev Mitzvah which is, the world is not perfect. This is not the way it's supposed to be, to plow with your fingers. Let, this is a problem. And once I acknowledge the problem, let me find a solution for it. That's the panemius of what Noyach was about. <coughs> so that's Shev Mitzvah Now from there, based on that idea, we saw that this is where Tyrus Moshe, where Yiddishkeit and the Shev Mitzvah do have some sort of common theme. Because both, because this is the fundamentals of Torah too. What's the fundamentals of Torah? The fundamentals of Torah is, there are things that are broken in creation, and you have to fix them, right? But here's the difference. So Torah's Moshe is also fundamentally built on a sense of achrayis and responsibility, and a sense of tikkun, and so too Shev Mitzvah are built on that framework. But the difference is, and this is where we ended off with last week, is that what we're trying to fix in Tyrus Moshe and what the Goyim are trying to fix and improve on in Shevaz and Inayach are altogether different universes. So, the, 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 so they're both fundamentally about fixing something, about seeing something broken, deficient, and coming to improve upon it and bringing out your individual Kaychis in that improvement. But what arena are you dealing with? So by Shevaz and Inayach, what are they dealing with? <coughs> this world. We don't have plows, we have to make more plows. The stars out there, the, gal- you know, the, the planets out there, we don't know much about them. Let's go discover what they're about. So the, the, and that's a, that's, a, that's a beautiful thing. That's a chachma. That's a beautiful zach. And the kaiches and nefesh that are being brought out in the discovery of more planets and the discovery of uh, better plows, the uh, hulu that's the that's what Shavu Mesut are about. So the arena, the atmosphere, the, the universe that that the Goyim are being placed in to fix, to improve, and the kaiches and nefesh that are contained within them that they're trying to excavate in that improvement are all of this world. The place that they're fixing is this world. The part of themselves that they're bringing out to fix is of this world. That's the space that they're, ta- that they're being Isaac in. But then you have Taras Moshe. And what, are you, what, are, what universes are we being Isaac in? Not much in Asiya. I mean, we, we, we live here, and this, uh, but when we're, when, we're, when we're pushing buttons down here, this is not really what you're being Isaac in. What you're being Isaac in is in the higher world. And the higher world is also a place that's not finished. It's also broken. It's also incomplete. When the Rebbe made the world, this world is incomplete without the human being improving upon it. And the higher world is also incomplete without us improving upon it. So we're all being Isaac in Tikkun. The Gaim are being Isaac in Tikkun of this world. And we're being Isaac in the Tikkun of the higher world. Again, obviously we're, we're involved in this world too. But, the, but what we're doing down here is primarily about what it is accomplishing in the higher world. So it's like no person, no different than a person, like uh, you know, on his computer pushing buttons. Yes, he's involved in the like the plastic, you know. What I'm saying? But if he were to describe what he's doing while he's uh, working on something, he wouldn't be saying, "I'm pushing plastic." That's not the. That's not what he's doing. Ah, uh, he is pushing plastic buttons. Yes, he's pushing plastic buttons. But 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 what is being the 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 this, the, the dimension that's being that's being worked on by pushing those plastic buttons is so much more important. And so much more real, and so much more of the in the person's the forefront of his mind 
that the fact that he's pushing plastic buttons is it's keilu, he's not. So when you look at a Jew and you ask a Jew, what are you doing when you're putting on tefillin? The answer is not, I'm putting on leather straps around my own. The answer is, I'm fixing the higher world and I'm express and I'm fixing the deepest part of my nisham. Yes, the way to do that is by putting leather straps on my arm, just like it is in order to, you know, uh, to control the, uh, you know, face the uh, the satellites up there. Someone down here has to press has to press plastic buttons. But if you ask the guy in NASA what's he doing, he's not going to say I'm pushing plastic buttons. I'm controlling the uh, the satellites, you know, in outer space. Of course, the way to do that is by pushing plastic buttons. But it's not what he's being Isaac in. So the Goyim are being Isaac in plastic buttons. And we're being Isaac in the satellites above. That's what's going on. But the Tzad HaShav the common theme is, that we're both being brought into this world to do something, to accomplish with a sense of responsibility. That's what we saw last week. But now, this week, as Hashem, we have to take it to the next level. And we have to more deeply appreciate the unifying force that is between us and the nations of the world. Okay, so let me, let me, I guess, let me say it outside, okay? And then we'll see the Marmachamis inside together because it might be easier to do it like that. Okay, so <clears throat> this is an idea that I've, I've, I, you know, I've definitely referenced it many, many times, but specifically for those that maybe have a good memory, that a couple months ago, I think, on a Monday night, I was giving a share about Evid Knan, Evid Ivri. So this is a sugi that I spoke about then, so we'll speak about it again. You know, but we'll see, uh, we'll see where it takes us. Okay, so, so it's Takat Shu. The Gaim are focused on building and fixing and improving this world, and we are focused and building on improving the higher world. But what's interesting is, is the Rabbanu Shalom made the world in such a way, like, just as I said before, the way in which we are involved in fixing the higher world is by pressing buttons down in this world, right? That's what's going on. <coughs> now, in the Sermak this phenomenon that in order to move the satellite up there, you push plastic buttons down here, right? That in order to improve the higher world above, you know, and in order to discover deeper parts of your own neshama, you have to take something physical like, like, uh, like leather and wrap it around your hands in the proper way. This is not a random, this is not just a coincidence. This is not just a coincidence. In the Smart Dashim, we're taught that the very Tachlis Habriya, the very purpose of creation, although it might seem initially, is that there are these two separate arenas. There's the higher world, and then there's the lower world. But the purpose of creation ultimately is for us to be able to not only improve the higher world, and also improve this world as well with the guy. The ultimate Tachlis is to unify the, both worlds. That's the Tachlis. So Rabbanu made heaven, and the Rabbanu made made the lower worlds. And the Rabbani Shalom charged the Goyim with improving the lower world, and he charged the Yidin to improve the higher world. But that's only really the beginning. The Tachlis of all Tachlisin is not just to improve each space, but to also then unify these two spaces. That a person should be able to be, involved, to be, to be a part of this world and experience the higher world through this world. That's the Tachlis. This is what Olam Haba is uh, described as. Olam Haba by the Mekubalim is not some higher place. According to Mekubalim, is planet Earth. It's down here. It's physical life as we experience it. But a physical life that's become completely unified with its higher parallel. Where everything in this world is now much more, much more deep. Much more three-dimensional. 
In order for that, for that ultimate purpose to happen, this is why the Rabbanu Shalom made it, that all of the ingredients and all of the mechanisms necessary for us to improve the higher world are actually found in this world. So it's like, like, like why is it that the Rabbanu Shalom decided that to fix the higher world, you have to put leather straps on your arm? Like, wouldn't it make more sense that if the environment that we're trying to fix, which is a higher world, the buttons that we should be pushing, that we should be pushing are made of the higher world? Like, why is it, Taka, that, that, that in order to, uh, to, put, to fix the higher world, the ingredients that we're using are made of this world? The answer is, because the Tachlis is not just to improve the higher world. The Tachlis is to unify the lower world with this world. Because of this idea, therefore we find a concept in the Sarnath which is that, building, building on that idea, is that the Rabbanu Shalom doesn't just want a little level of connection between the higher world and the lower. The Rabbanu Shalom wants every single aspect of the higher world to be fully integrated in every single aspect of the lower world. That there shouldn't be any separation at all. That there should be mamish, like, like we say by Kaddish, the Rabbanu Shalom's name should be sanctified, in every single world in, in an extreme sense. And so here's the idea. Therefore, the responsibility of, Yiddish, of Taurus Maisha, the objective of Taurus Maisha, which is to fix the higher world, is now more than just to fix the higher world. It's to fix the higher world, is to make that universe of the soul, the universe of Shemayim, fully developed, but at the same time fully developed in such a way that it's also fully integrated with this world, leading to the, to the experience of Olam Haba, where every single piece of this world that you'll come in contact to will be saturated with divinity. That's the purpose. That's the Tachlis. And because of this, <coughs> the level of, the level, because the, the goal, the level of integration that's wanted by the Rabbanu Shalom of the higher and lower world is so complete and so full, therefore, technically speaking, every single part of this world with, to the lowest, lowest place has to be involved in somehow or, or one way or another to be involved in this, in this, in this, in this uh, objective of the Jewish people of improving and connecting to the higher world. Because again, we don't want the ASIC of the Masak in the higher worlds to be disconnected from the lower world. And so the Rabbanu Shon said like this, by you push buttons down here, and that's how you're going to improve the higher world. And by doing so, not only are you improving the higher world, but you're now connecting those that aspect of the physical world that you were just involved in, you're, because those were the buttons that you were pushing, now those parts of the world are now, are now able to be integrated with its parallel in the higher world when Mashiach comes and the, and the experience of Olam Haba. But here's the problem. The problem is that as a sensitive Jewish soul, there's only certain, there is only certain, I guess you can say, levels of this world that we can allow ourselves to be involved in with confidence that we won't lose sight of where we come from. So here's the catch-22. The Rabbanu Shul wants every single nook and cranny of this world to be used in that divine effort of fixing the higher world. Why? Because the ultimate purpose is that the higher world should not be seen as a separate entity. It should be seen as a completion of this world. And every single aspect of the higher world should be deeply rooted in every single aspect of this world for there to be a full integration. But the problem is that the general mission of what? Of, of accomplishing this, of fixing the higher world and integrating it with the lower world is on us, is on, is on Yid. 
But the problem is, if, if at the same time, every single aspect of this physical world has to be involved with that, the problem is, if you find yourself in the lowest pits of this physical world, you're going to forget that there's such a thing as heaven. So what the Rabbani Shalom therefore does is an amazing shidduch. The Rabbani Shalom makes a shidduch and he tells the Yidin, Yidin, you have to be involved in this universe, in this physical world, to whatever degree you're allowed to and you're able to, to push the right buttons, to fix the higher world, and to integrate the higher world with the lower world. Aye, but the problem is that there are, there are, there are, there are, there are caves, you know, uh, subterranean caves of this world, that if you go to those places, and if I, if I engineered Yiddishkeit, says Rabbanu Shalom, to give you, and to, to, to compel you to engage in pushing buttons in those subterranean caves, by the time you get into that cave, so to speak, you're going to forget that there's such a place called heaven. But Lamaisa, those caves also need to be integrated in the higher world. So what did Rabbanu Shalom do? So Rabbanu Shalom made a shidduch between the Goyim and the nation and, and Kal Yisrael. The Rabbanu Shalom said like this, what I'm going to do is I'm going to custom made Yiddishkeit in such a way where even when you're staying on the surface, the only way how you're going to be able to use the Kalim and push the right buttons on the surface is only because there's someone giving you the ingredients for those buttons, for those, for those uh, things that you're doing on the surface from the subterranean caves. So Lamash, you have a guy, so you now you're a Yid and you're, you're given this mission of what? Of connecting heaven and earth and fixing the higher world and integrating the higher with the lower world and the button that you were given to push, the activity that you were given to do is to take leather straps and wrap it around your arm and that's how you're going to do it. But guess what? The leather straps didn't come from nowhere. The last leather straps comes from a cow. Comes from a cow. Now you're not a farmer, so you have so so in but in order for you to be given a pair of tefillin, what do you have to have now? Uh, a lot of achanas. You have to have someone who's a farmer. Not only do you have to have a farmer person, you have to have someone whose his whole life's purpose and his whole life's uh, involvement is what is making food for cows. And not only that. And then you have to have a whole industry that's called, uh, you know, uh, what, what, what's animal doctors, what are they called? Veterinarians. A whole ASIC over there. And you need a whole, a whole, you know, a whole, a whole uh, section of humanity focused on what? On, 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 on uh, developing uh, medicines for animals. V'chulu, v'chulu, v'chulu. Now, if the Rabbanu and why is that? Because the Rabbanu Shalom wants every single nook and cranny of this world to somehow, in some way, be involved in that cosmic effort of the Jewish people to connect this world to the lower world. But if the Rabbanu Shalom said that it, that it's not just wrapping, you know, I, I want you to, and, and it knows like this. And the Rabbanu Shalom wants every single piece of, of of disgusting, dirty corn that's on the uh, that's that's full of mud. And, and who knows what else, whatever else it's full of on the farm floor, the Rabbani wants that also to be involved in the mitzvah of putting on tefillin. But the Rabbani Shalom had Rachmanus in us and said, if I tell you to mamish go to the muck and the dirt over there and to be involved in every single uh, piece of corn, then you're going to forget that there's such a thing as heaven. You're going to become completely magush and physical people. The Rabbani Shalom said, therefore, here's the, here's the Eitzah. You make a shidduch. I'm going to have people being Isaac in the lowest places. And those people that are being nice in the lowest places, and they're not as sensitive as you, the nations of the world, their, their souls are not as sensitive. They are able to go to those low places and handle it without it becoming too spiritually traumatic. 
So they, because of their lack of sensitivity, they can handle those low places, those subterranean levels. But the Rabbanu Shalom is going to make the world in such a way that the only way how you can be involved in what you're being involved in on the higher levels is because there's someone in the subterranean plane moving things up, up, the, up the food chain and up the ladder of, of, uh, you know, of physicality. And by the time you get that pair of tefillin, that's not just a pair of tefillin. That's a pair of tefillin that has within it the, the investment of th- thousands and th- millions of, of people all leading up and all investing their energies in one way or another, leading to you being able to have the opportunity to take the pair of tefillin and put it on your arm. So it's like, a, it's, like a, it's like passing the baton, you know? So you have the first person who has the baton, and then he passes the baton to the next guy, to the next guy, to the next guy. So this, so you have a person from, you know, again, it, 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 the system is completely complicated because of this, completely, infinitely complex. We have every single, there's a certain, and others here put it this way, there's a certain, there's a certain cutoff point, there's a certain demarcation point in this physical world where beneath that line, the Jewish soul is too sensitive to be able to deal with. And if the Jewish soul is involved with those things, and again, I don't mean the certain parnasses, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about certain, you know, the Russian, in the Tzmark Russian, the language is certain sparks of Kedusha. If, if the Jewish soul would be charged with trying to, to, trying to harness certain sparks of Kedusha that exist in certain layers of this world, it would be completely overwhelming to our sensitivities. We couldn't handle it. We could only handle a certain strata of reality and the sparks of, of Kedusha that are contained in that strata. And so, but nevertheless, everything below that line also needs to be elevated. So this is where the Rebbe made the Shidduch. The Goyim are involved in things that are beneath that line. And by them doing what they have to do, by making society function and making society a better place, then we experience that better world that they're building. And, that's, and then when we do our things, we are then taking the baton from them, all those sparks of Kedusha, all those sparks of divinity, that they are able to deal with, despite the fact that it's on such a low level, because their lack of, sen- of spiritual sensitivity, they could be involved in those low places. So they are the ones to actually, you know, sort of uh, uh, rescue or elevate sparks of Kedusha in very, very low places. And then those sparks of Kedusha are then passed over to the Jewish people who are then holding on a higher spiritual plane. And then when we perform the 613 mitzvahs that we're able to do, then we're doing them not only involving ourselves with the, the sparks of Kedusha contained in the strata of physicality that we're involved in in those mitzvahs, but those mitzvahs themselves are facilitated by all the thousands and millions of goyim that allow those things to take place as well. And so when, we, when you put on that tefillin, that pair of tefillin, you're not just elevating a spark of that pair of tefillin, thus fixing a higher part of the world and integrating the higher world with that particular corner of this world called the pair of tefillin. That pair of tefillin contains within it its own individual spark that's already considered to be on a higher plane, but it also contains within it a spark of, that, uh, of everything that went into that, into that pair of tefillin. Namely, all the thousands and millions of... of of, of, of things involved to lead to that thing. So, for example, um, uh, it, there's, there's sparks of Kedusha. Everything has to be elevated, including pig, chazer, and shrimp, and all non-kosher food. So how do, we, how do we do that? We're not allowed to go to those places. The spark of Kedusha that's contained in shrimp, and that's contained in chazer, 
it, it has to be elevated. It has to also be integrated and somehow brought to a, to to be part of this big mosaic of this world and the ne- and the higher world. But the problem is, is that that space that's called shrimp and that that thing that's called chazer, the Jewish soul is too sensitive to go into that place. So how? Do, but Lamaisa, the spark in that in that food also has to be elevated. It's what the Rebbeinu Shem do. So Rebbeinu Shem says, okay, goyim kiri shrimp and goyim kiri chazer, and they take that energy. And then they pave the highway, right? Or they they you know uh, do something more sophisticated. They 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 work in economics and make the uh, you know the uh, economical system of America functional. Whatever it is that they're doing, they're doing because of the energy that they have in their bodies because of eating shrimp and chazer. And then a Jew drives on the highway to go to Davin. So when the Jew is driving on the highway to go Davin, what spark is he elevating? What part of this world is he raising up to Hashem? So certainly he's part part of what he's doing is raising up his car. He's raising up the clothing that he's wearing. He's raising up the highway that he's, that he's driving on because this is all part of this big, the avoid of the Jew going to Davin and pushing the right, and that, those are all button, buttons that he's pressing down here <coughs> to fix the higher world and to integrate the higher world lower. But guess what? Contained in that highway is also the, the energy that, was in, that, was, that the workers were using to make that highway and that energy was coming from Shimp and Chazim. So whether the Jew realizes it or not, while he's driving on the highway to go to shul, not only is he elevating the highway, he's also elevating shrimp and chazer, but indirectly now, in a way that 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 there's no that there's no damage that's done, in a way that's not too traumatic for the Jewish soul. If the Jewish soul were to directly try to elevate chazer or shrimp, chazer shom, that would be extremely damaging and, extre- and extremely traumatic for the Jewish neshama. So Rabbi Yisrael makes this shidduch. Goyim, you eat chazer, you eat shrimp, and you make this world a better place. You make, you improve this world. You build highways and bridges and infrastructures, satellites. You do all of that stuff. And in that environment that you're creating, I'm going to give the Yidden 613 things to do also in that space of this world. And they're, they're going to be, by doing those things, they're going to be elevating this world. They're going to be fixing the higher world and, and, and integrating the higher world with the lower world. But when they're involved in those things, they're not just pushing those particular 613 buttons. They're elevating all the things that were necessary to give a framework for them to do those 613 things. And so everything is being elevated. E- things that are either things are being elevated directly by the Jewish people through the 613 mitzvahs and everything that's necessary for that, or indirectly through the nations of the world, improving the world and allowing us to then carry that baton so it's like, like imagine like the baton is like that spark of divinity, that, that piece of chazer and shrimp, which is waiting to be, to be integrated with the higher world. But, but where that baton is found in its original state, in a piece of chazer and a piece of shrimp, a Jewish soul can't go there. But what do you have? You have a guy that can. So a guy goes, but, but the, on the flip side, a guy can't reach the higher world. So this is why you have passed the baton. So the guy is able to unleash the energy and the spark of kaychis that is contained in a piece of chazer and shrimp, but he can't reach the higher world. So what does he do? He passes it to a Jew. And what does it mean to pass it to a Jew? It means that he takes the energy and he makes a highway. And he takes that energy and, he, uh, and he's a good farmer and he allows cows to live properly. And then in some, in some way, the, the cow becomes kosher meat or the cow becomes a peritfilin or a mezuzah or something, or the highway is used for Yidin to do mitzvahs, or the, the Goyim uh, discover, you know, some, uh, you know, 
some planet out there somewhere, and a yid reads about it in the newspaper, and he's like, wow, marav masach Hashem. So that moment, there was a passing of the baton. The Goyim, millions and millions of, 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 uh, of, 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 you know, of data is being collected and trained and being programmed and being orchestrated to allow them to discover something new in, in, in outer space. And all that involvement is them on their level sort of releasing and, and, uh, and, and, t- and, and you know, ca- taking that baton that's called that new part of the world that's being unpackaged by them. And then they carry that, pa- but that also has to be integrated into the higher world. How so? So the way, they can't reach to the higher world, but the, what they can do is take that baton that they, that they just discovered and pass it over to a Yid. And that Yid then it takes that discovery of some new planet out there who knows what, and the Jew says, wow, and then fulfills a mitzvah that's called Yiras Hashem, and Ahavas Hashem, being overwhelmed by Hashem's beauty and glory, the world, and being spoiled from Hashem's creations. Oh, that's a mitzvah. That's called Yiras Hashem. That's called Ahavas Hashem. And then all of a sudden, the Jew thinks that all he's doing is connecting though that, that experience of that moment, the emotions that he just felt, okay, that's the button that he's pushing. But contained in that button is also the thousands of, of employees in NASA and all of the food that they ate and all of the teachers that taught them and all the food that the teachers ate, v'chulu, 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 those are all the batons that are contained in that moment that's being presented to the Jew of look at God's creations and, and stay in wonderment and fulfill the mitzvah of, of fearing Hashem. And at that moment, when the Jew fulfills that mitzvah, he's not just taking one baton that's called Yir Hashem and bringing it to heaven. That baton contains within it myriads of batons. And, that's, and this is ultimately the shidduch that the Rabbanu Shalom makes between the Goyim and the Jewish people. So until now, from last week we saw, okay, Goyim are involved in improving the world, and we're involved in improving the world. But they're involved in improving this world, and we're involved in improving the higher world. So that's, the, that, that's a similarity, but it's not fully integrated. What we're saying now is that, no, 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 not only is that true, but we're actually partners in some bigger effort. Because the tachlis is not that there should just be a world that's physically improved, and there's a higher world that's also developing. The Rabbanu wants there to be an integration between the higher world and the lower world. And for that to happen, you have this catch-22. You, you need to have people down here involved in the physical world connecting it to the higher world, but those people, namely the Jewish people, are too sensitive to deal with chazer and shrimp. And if we try to, again, connect chazer and shrimp directly to the higher world, our, 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 our neshamas can't handle that experience. But yet, chazer and shrimp is part of the world. It also needs to be integrated. So this is where the partnership between us and the Messiah will come into place. The Rabbanu Shalom says, Gaim, I want you to be involved in every nook and cranny of this world. But don't just think of it as improving this world for this world's sake. What you're doing is you're unpackaging, you're discovering, you're improving this world. And by doing so, you certainly are making this world a better place to live. But you're also, you're also releasing all these batons. You're also, you're also uh, uh, accessing all these sparks, so to speak, of divine energy and of divine, and of divine uh, wisdom. And you might not be able, says Hashem to the Gaim, to directly take those batons and bring them to heaven. That's where you need the Jewish people. And the Jewish people, the Rabbi Hashem turns to them and says, listen, you have the ability of taking batons of this world and bringing it to heaven, but you can't go to those lower places. That's called Chazer and Shrimp because it'll be, it'll be too destructive for you. 
So this is what the Rabbanu Shalom does. He makes a shidduch. Goyim, you take the batons from Chazer and Shrimp, you pass it to the Yidden, and the Yidden take those batons that, 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 that have to do with Chazer and Shrimp, but now they're integrated in mitzvahs that we can handle spiritually, mitzvahs that are comfortable for our neshama, and now we can take all of that, those batons that by the Yidden that are directly relevant to 613 mitzvahs, and batons that are indirectly relevant to 613 mitzvahs. So in other words, when the guy, when the yid is driving on the highway, <coughs> the batons that he's, that he's, the sparks that he's, that he's connecting to Hashem <coughs> are in two dimensions. There are sparks that he's dealing with that are directly being released through his involvement of mitzvahs, which is namely the car that he's driving, the highway that he's driving on, the, F, the energy that, that, that he's using of his kosher food, all for the purposes of davening, those are all, every single one of those things, there's sparks that are being released and are being, buttons being pushed to integrate this world to the next world. But what about, but, and at the same time, there's, there's also sparks that he's involved in and batons that he's carrying that are indirectly related to his mitzvah, which is namely all the food that the Gaia made to give them the energy to build that highway. And all of that is coming together. This is the site of what the Raman was telling us that there, there's such a thing as a guy that Kishav Mitzvah and that means that he fully embraces his responsibility to make this world a better place, and that's it. But then there's such a thing as a Ger What's a Ger A Ger is a guy that also accepts his responsibility of Mitzvah but doesn't just accept his responsibility of Mitzvah to make this world a better place for this world's sake. It's to make this world a better place to allow all the parts of this world to then be integrated in the Jewish people's involvement of connecting this world to the higher world. Now, just the, the y- 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 Jewish people cannot go to such a low place that the Goyim can, so they have to go to that lower place. They, they find some things in the basement, and they pass it along to the higher floors, to the Yidden. And then by us, we can pass it up to heaven. This is, what, this is the site of what it means to be a Gertosh. It means that you're accepting the Shevetz Zunaynaich, but you're accepting it by knowing that it was transmitted to you through my Shevetz. That's this, that, in halacha, that's what's being expressed over here, is that this, this integration is that you're involved in your things that you're involved in, but understand that what you're doing is not just improving this world, you're also passing the baton of everything that you're being Isaac in. You're passing that baton to the Jewish people, and then the Jewish people take everything that you just did and bring it to heaven. And then indirectly, you are involved in the same effort that the Jewish people are involved in. So in other words, so yes, the non, so are the non-Jewish world involved in the same in the same objective and the same effort that we're involved in namely fixing the higher world and integrating the higher with the lower world the answer is yes but indirectly yes but indirectly a guy that does not become a gertoshev that does not formally accept upon himself the shavas in this way <coughs> then he's not he's not engaging he's not consciously allowing himself to embrace this this idea of being involved in the Jewish people's avayda of connecting the heart with the lower world, albeit indirectly. The chiddush of Eger Taishav is, is that he formally accepts upon himself this mindset of the Shem Mitzvah This is why the Rambam said that if a guy keeps the Shem Mitzvah in this way of Eger Taishav, he has Eilam Haba. I, Eilam Haba, is only for Yidin. The answer is, the whole definition of Eger Taishav is that he's involved, he's a guy, and he's involved with the things that he has to be involved in Shem Mitzvah but indirectly he's involved in Avaydas Yisrael. So Olam Haba is something that's only for people that were involved in Avedis Hashem of Taras Maishim. But, guy, but that's, what, that's what a Ger Taishav is. A Ger Taishav is, is, is putting himself 
in the ASIC of Avoidus Yisrael, albeit indirectly. So indirectly, he has Olam Haba. That little entice was employed in Haba. That entice was employed in Haba. Because they, Olam like you have to, when you get to Olam you have to show a card. That you spent your life involved in Avodah Yisrael. You have to, you, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the box that you have to check. So, Yidin, obviously we're Yidin and we're involved in Avodah Hashem. That's called Avodah Yisrael. That's the Avodah of Taras Mashi. But when a, if a guy is just being Isaac and Shemesh, just to make this world better and that's it, then that's also, he's not involved in Avodah Yisrael. At least not consciously. But when a guy goes and he becomes a Gertaish, he says, listen, I'll be involved in my world and improving this world. And I'm going to discover planets and I'm going to make good highways. And I'm going to be a good father. And I'm going to be a good mother. And I'm going to be a good friend and a good neighbor. And I'm not going to slash anyone's tires. And I'm going to do all nice things to create a society that's functional, that allows Yidin to then take all these things that we bring to the table and to take all of that and then to bring it to heaven. Then that means that they're involved in this relay race of passing the baton over to eventually the Yid. And that means that they're involved. So when the gold medal is given to the, by a relay race, right? They have that by the Olympics, right? So when the, when the gold medal is given, it's not just the last person that carries the baton over to the end. The whole team is given the gold medal. I, the, who crossed the finish line? Yeah, only the last person crossed the finish line, but that person was carrying the baton that, was, that, was, that started off in the first person. So the gold medal is given to the whole team. Now, the, the, in this context, the whole team means the Jewish people and the nations of the world. But certainly, certainly, if it wasn't for the, the, this is where the muscle of the baton of the relay race and the Jewish people and the Gaian, the muscle doesn't really work so much because by the relay race, okay, listen, it, 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 it may be, there's a chachm, I guess, in terms of figuring out who should be the first runner and who should be the last runner. But there's really no difference between like the first, you know, they're, they're both just running a certain distance. You know, it's just a matter of beginning of the race, end of the race. In the Nimshal, with the Jewish field of nations of the world, they're, they're different avoiders. They're certainly different avoiders. But there is a, a, a big picture of what's going on. And if it wasn't for the Jewish people, none of this would have been possible. If it wasn't for the Jewish people, then the Gaim would just have this world to deal with, and there'll be, there'll be nothing else. So when you have the Jewish people in place, and now you have a, a much deeper, a much broader mission, now there's room to incorporate the nations of the world in that mission. And Adrav, we need them. Mamash need them. And that's what Shev Mitzvah Zunei are about. That's what the Ram was trying to convey, is that there's such a thing as Shev Mitzvah Zunei just on its own, just fixing this world. And even that has a connection to our world, which is we're also trying to fix things, but we're not trying to fix the same things. Then you have this Musik of a Ger Taishev, but no, 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 no. What we're trying to do, which is to unify this world and the next world, we need them. But, 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 but the, and we mamish need them because we can't go to those places called Chazer and Shrimp. And we need their help to do that. So they do, they, they're involved in their arenas that they can, that they're able to handle due to the lack of sensitivity. It's like in a human body. We'll see in a second. It's like the, the, the head needs the feet. But you, you can't walk on your head because your head is too sensitive. And you couldn't, you know, if a, maybe, you know, there's people that can walk on their hands. You know what I mean? But you don't walk like that all day long because the hands are not made for being on the floor. Your feet are able to be on the floor. They're, 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 they're callous enough that they can handle being stepped on all day. So, but, but they're still part of the bigger picture of the human being. So you have certain neshamas called the Jewish people that we're, we're very spiritually sensitive and you, we, we can't be forced to be on the bottom you know, throughout our lives. And eating chazer and eating shrimp, that's called being on the bottom. That's called being on the bottom. So the Rabbanu Shalom needs, though, 
those things to be elevated too. So Hashem makes feet. And that's called the nations of the world. But it's all part of one big picture. The kids, so that's the aside. Let's see some of the Ramakamis inside. I got a lot already, but we'll see it. <coughs> so the intermired tells later in the world. Yeah. 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 That it, it, it's it, it, it's the it's a yid going into a place that 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 is spiritually destructive for him. So the, the it, it, it it doesn't help this at all because again it's uh, it's like a Jew trying to say okay I'm going to go eat chazer, I'll go eat shrimp and I'll take that energy and I'll then use it to daven. That energy is not going to work. It's not going to work. I mean physically you might have the energy to then go daven, but in terms of of what's going on in the dimensions of the neshama, that energy. That you that the person has by eating chazer and shrimp is so locked up in tumma and in klipa that it's it, it, it itself is, is destructive to the neshama. So it is true that everything has to be elevated, but but the very nature of the Jewish neshama is such is that there are certain places that we're just too sensitive to go to, and if we go to those places, it's self-destructive. Not only do we we can't integrate those things to our place, we we ourselves become destroyed by it. So the guy needs to go from point A to point B, and instead of walking on his hands, he walks on his feet. Guess what? He's not going to get there, because, and not only is he not going to get there because he doesn't have the stamina to walk on his hands so far, because that's not what the hands are created for. Halfway there, his hands are going to come bloodied and, you know, with rocks and who knows, whatever, pebbles. Uh, so, so it, it's just not possible. So for a Jewish neshama to go to a dark place like that, yes, even those dark places have to be elevated. <laughs> But that's not we, we can't do it. It, it would it's just not, it would not be possible. It, it wouldn't be. It's not even a matter of, of, you know. Listen, if we could, you know, it it it, 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 it can't be done. The Jewish neshama is it's just too sensitive. It can't go to that place. It just can't go to that place. It's like imagine, like even a hand is not a good muscle. Imagine your hands were as sensitive as your eyes. So can you imagine walking on your hands? You, you couldn't do it. That that's the experience of a Jewish neshama going to those places. It's just too. It's just too, it's, you can't do it. You just can't do it. So take a look at uh, some of the Marmachinas. Okay, we'll see what we can do over here. We'll just go, we'll try to go quick. Maybe I'll tell you a little bit of outside. So Marmachin number one, you'll, maybe you can, you'll see it inside yourselves, but uh, Marmachin number one, this is a piece from the Leshem. The Leshem, this is in, is, uh, in, in Sefer Kalalim, Kalal Tesvav, Oisir Aleph. The Leshem over here is talking about a very interesting Machlekes. In the Rishayinim, we find the Machlekes between the Rambam, <coughs> And Ramer Gaboy. These were two different schools of uh, philosophy. And the Machlekes between the Rambam and Ramer Gaboy was when the Rabbanishal made the world, is everything in this world made for one particular Tachlis? And ultimately all leading to this one goal? Or is there such a thing that the Rabbanishal has different purposes for different things in the world? It's a philosophical question that the Rambam dealt with, Ramer Gaboy deals with. And so one was of the opinion that no, despite the fact that there's so many different levels to creation and levels to society and all different types of people, it's all ultimately for one purpose. Whereas the other school of thought was, no, 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 the Jewish people have their purpose, and the Gaim have their purpose, and butterflies have their purpose, and everything has its own individual tachlis. And as Yidin, we're focused on our tachlis, but butterflies should be focused on their purpose. Or is there one purpose for everything? That's, that was the disagreement for a long time. This is a machlekes. Comes a leshem and says, well, from the eyes of Pinyin and Sattari, they're both 100% true. They're both true. It's exactly what we're talking about. Is that, yes, when, when, you're, when you think of it very, um, when, when you're just focused on, okay, what are you doing? 
and what is your purpose in terms of what your what arena what's what part of 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 god's creation are you here to improve upon then yeah butterflies have their place and gorillas have their place and you didn't have their place and the nation will have their place and every single part of creation is also charged with this mission of of bringing kaiches out of doing something of doing something of accomplishing something and everything is trying to accomplish different stratas and different spaces and different different layers but then if you think about it okay but now big picture from the lens of the Jewish people's purpose, which is to then take all of this world and to integrate it with the higher world. So now it's true, butterflies are, in, are not involved in that effort directly. And Goyim are not involved in that effort directly. The only people that are involved in that effort directly are the Jewish people. But what we're bringing to the higher world is indirectly everything that is being brought to us by the butterflies and, uh, you know, and, and, and every single part of this world. So because we know from science, right, that if they're, you know, the entire ecosystem is all interconnected with each other, which means that any time that you eat a kosher piece of food and you make a bracha on that, that piece of food is coming from an ecosystem that also contains butterflies and alligators. So ah, you're not eating a butterfly, you're not eating an alligator. But what you're eating is part of that universe that's sustained and maintained and functional because of such a thing as butterflies and alligators. So it means that when you're, when, when you're eating that piece of food, what you're directly bringing to heaven is that piece of food because of the bracha that you're making. But indirectly, what you're bringing to heaven is everything that was allowing this experience to take place. Alligators and butterflies, and the farmers, and the chulu v'chulu, and a whole history of thousands of years leading to this moment. So on the one hand, when you look at it very more narrow, in terms of what, what your job is, what my job is, the alligator has one job, the butterfly has another job, the guy have one job, we have another job. But in terms of, of what is accomplished at the end of the day, we all have one task, which is to somehow get this world connected to the higher world, either directly or indirectly. And this is what the Leshem says, this is the yicha between these two shittas. They're both true. They're both true. Everything has its own individual purpose, and yet we all share a common purpose ultimately. We're all in that relay race, just passing the baton ultimately to the, to the forefront. That's the Avaidah. Now, you'll take a look. You'll see that that's the first Marmukim. It's not hard reading. You'll be able to read it yourself. But just to end off, Marmukim number two, this is a piece that I quoted what, about a month ago or two months ago in that shir about Evid Ivri, but it's Kedai Techazer. <coughs> it's everything we're talking about. So in Marmukim number two, this is a piece from a sefer called Kerem Shlema. Kerem Shlema, one of the great Sardish Mukubalim in the, uh, the, early, the early, you know, late 1800s. So he writes the following thing, and it's everything we've been talking about. He says like this, The main effort that the tzaddikim are involved in, when he says tzaddikim over here, he doesn't, and he's referring to tzaddikim, but also the Jewish people, so he says the, 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 the effort, the tachlis, the goal of, the, of what the tzaddikim are here for is understood. Everyone knows what, what we're here for. Our job is to find find that spark of Hashem, to, to, to take ingredients of this world and to bring it to holiness. To deal with the push buttons in this world and to somehow use ingredients of this world and to elevate them and to reconnect them to the higher world. That's what we're here for. But he says like this, So our direct involvement in this activity is through the 6.13, Learning, davening, keeping mitzvahs, eating in the right way. So all the things, all the all the activities that are required of the Jew to fulfill the signature thirty mitzvahs 
which are all physical activities and all require some level of involvement in this physical world, those are all the pieces of this world that you are, that you are directly linking above. But in order to allow a person to fulfill the section of 13 mitzvahs, so it's not just, so in order to fill, there's a mitzvah called davening. Yeah, so for davening it means that you need a shul. Well, to have a shul, already you need, it means that uh, you have very nice uh, Jerusalem stone in the back. Well, in order to have that stone, you need people working in, in, in caves and mines, you know, hewing rock out of mountains. So, so that means they're also involved in, in this, they're also part of the shul. So when you come to daven over here, what aspect of this physical world are you raising up to heaven? Yeah, so you're raising up this physical building and the part and the food that you ate in breakfast, or maybe you should eat before davening, but whatever, you know, the things that you eat in order to give you the energy to daven. So fine, so that's what you're raising. But you know what you're also raising? You're also raising the food that the miner also ate before he hewed out those rocks. And you're also elevating the food that the teacher of the, the, the engineer that built the building, he went to school. And his teachers ate breakfast before they came to class. All that stuff you're elevating, just indirectly. This is what he says. In order to allow the six fifty misses to be filled, to be filled, you need a lot of help. You can't just do it by yourself. You need a lot of gaboyim. You don't need a lot of people helping you. Where's the food come from? Who's plowing? Who's, who's uh, planting? Who's, who's harvesting? Who's making the food? Who's creating, who's creating stores to allow to sell the food? And every, all these things. Me might see Avne Zavikesef. You have the money to buy things. You need money to pay the to pay uh, the electric bill of the shul. Well, where does the even like in those days? It, you know, there was actual money. So like, who's actually who? who where the where the metal come from to have the coins to pay the bills from? So there's countless layers of uh, of involvement in order to allow a Jew to do a mitzvah. Who's making the clothing that you're wearing? This is a lot of energy to do all these things. And if the Rabbanish told it, you can imagine, let's, if the Rabbanish has Rahmanis on us, so he said, Yidin, you're charged with bringing the entire world up to heaven. And you have to do it yourself. So it so means that we would have to do everything. It's a lot. And the things that, and, and certain things would be too, too overwhelmingly, uh, too overwhelming to our sensitive Nishamas. So this is what he says. Habir Shalhem, all those things all also have to be elevated. Is And all that elevation takes place indirectly because of all the non-Jews that are involved in these efforts. Through the 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 the, the benefit that the tzaddik and the Jewish people have from all of these energies, from all these involvements. Through all these things, we're able to do the mitzvah properly. And we Elevate and we do the avodah that we have to do. Ideas usually hem through their involvement. The davar mischag lemin of madrigas harbor. There's obviously many level, many layers to this. Some, some indirectly, some indirect, indirectly, indirect, indirect, indirectly, all over the place. And now he ends off just one last thing. He says not only is this true for people, this is even true for animals. Everything is involved in the higher world. He says kilatam is that because of this. I mentioned this last time. Ariza was makbid, he never killed a, he never, it was makbid to try at least never to kill an animal, even a mosquito. You, want, you, know, you know, think of it, you kill a mosquito or a gnat or a fly or a bee, whatever. The Ariza was makbid not to kill anything. Why? Because he would say, I feel even things that were biting him, you know, like a mosquito or something. He would say, listen, they're doing their shlichas. 
They're the word God created. The Rabbanish, for whatever reason, the Rabbanish wants me to, you know, sent the mosquito to, uh, to give, to make mosquito bites. Okay. Doesn't mean I'm going to, like, go outside in the, in the swamp, take my shirt off and say, here, you know, free meal. I'm not going to do that. But it means that I'm not just going to kill a bug, you know. I'm not just going to do that. Just not because, I, you know, there's, there's stories of tzaddikim, you know, uh, you know, there's a mice that I, I think it was, um, I'm afraid to say who it was because in case I'm wrong, but one of the Talmudim were, 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 or, or a colleague of Rav Kook <coughs> was walking with Rav Kook talking. It was during the week, wasn't on Shabbos. They're talking, learning, and as they're, as they're walking down, so this, uh, this tzaddik in his own right, but he, he ripped off a leaf from a tree. He was just, you know, was playing with it. People do that. And Rav Kook looked at him and what are you doing? So it's like, he didn't even know what he was doing. It was like a second thing. Like, a, you know, he ripped off a leaf. The Rebunishim created that leaf. The leaf is accomplishing something by being in existence. You're stopping, you're ripping it off for no reason. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, so you take that to the farthest extreme. So you have philosophy like Native American philosophy, which is the, the world is, is, is holy by itself and should not be touched. That's also incorrect. Everything has to be improved upon. Everything has to be developed. But with a tachlis, with a goal. So in other words, if there is all sitting and learning, and that's his ikratachlis, and there's a fly, you know, you know, flying around his head, distracting him from learning, stama, that fly he would take care of. You know, he would get rid of that fly. But stama, when you're walking down the street, and there's a, just a, a bug on the floor, and you know, let me kill it. For what? Stama, the bug is supposed to be, it has its shlichus. What, what are you interrupting for? What are you, what are you stopping it for? So again, it doesn't mean not to be, we're not, we don't believe in that philosophy of being passive and allowing the world to be other the whole tachlis of what we've been learning, Shemitz of Neinach and Kal Yisrael, is to improve and to, and to build and to, you know, but, but understanding that, that everything is also doing that. It's just that there are, there are primary, you know, there's, there's, everything is passing the baton to everything else. But, uh, but not to, but not to, but, and, and the only way how we can pass the baton up all the way to heaven is because there's all these layers beneath us. Everything is created with Tzarek that's the Tachlis. So we should be Zaycha to uh, fulfill our mission properly amongst all the nations of the world. Tachlis Abriyat, we should be able to experience that at Wakus. Bias Gal Tzedek, That's the Nitar Shavikiv, that's what Yiddishkeit is supposed to be a mayor, an illuminary, something that anything that you gain from is a reflection of the Ma'ar, of the, of the illumination itself. That's what Tarsh Baal is. No? Okay, we should be Zaycha to be a good Arlagayim, and the way to do that is to live Kula Yichad, to see the Rabbanish Shalom as one with the Bria, one with Mitzias, all of Mitzias is alive, like the Raman begins in Mishnah Torah. Anything that exists is because of Hashem's existence, that's the root of that. that that's that's Tarsh Rabbikivas from that. That's all of Tarsh Balpez rooted on that first statement of the Rambam, that everything, Mitzias is existing as an extension of God's existence. Hashem is a candle, and it doesn't take him any more energy to create the world. 
The fact that it doesn't take energy of God to create the world is because the world is not Shefa. It's, it's, it's illuminated from his existence. And the light that we're experiencing is, is Hashem's light. It's Yichud. That's Yichud Kishbushchinte. That is Mamash of Oneness. When you have that, then Torah is like that. Yidna are like that. Golsagul is like that. And from there, it should be an Orla Okay? We should be to experience that. Amen.